Alright guys, so I realized you probably couldn't hear a word I said in the beginning of the clip. So I went and redid the beginning so that, you know, you guys could hear what I was saying. Um, but essentially what I was saying was that um, I am currently at work and my job does provide me with a lot of downtime. So um, the only thing I really have to worry about is a resident getting up. But because of my downtime, I figured I would try to squeeze in a review. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really sure if I already told you guys the title on the next clip, but it is by Tanina and it is called Only the Edge Knows, I believe. I'm looking back just to double check on that real quick because, you know, I've already finished my review and everything, so now I have to go back and really look. Um... But yeah, um, Only the Edge Knows, yes, I was correct. So yeah, it's called Only the Edge Knows, and yeah, so hopefully all the rest of the information is in there, um, and yeah, bye! Let's do Only the Edge Knows, and this is by an Inked author known as Tanina. The story is... Children's Such Drama is completed with a 4.6 rating with 20 reviews. It only has one chapter and it is a 13 plus rating, so pretty general audience. Uh, Alright, so we're going to jump right onto this with the summary. Angry was the sea, turbulent as if for some reason it knows the calamity about to happen. A canopy of dark nimbus prevailed over the sky. Waves crashed into the edge, sending splashes of water into the salty air. There, at the same edge, Miss Lydia and Laura stood motionless. So that's a summary. Um, I don't really know if that's really qualifies as a really deep summary. I feel like it needs some more descriptions of what I'm about to read. It is a children's book, but it kind of sounds a little dark for children, so I don't know. We will see. So, chapter one. Laura was lying on the green lawn, a cool breeze air gently tickling her face. It says ticking her face, but I'm sure you meant tickling. Her hazel eyes, as always, looking to the sky, dreaming of wonderlands, of fairy tale princesses, and all the lost kingdoms. Uh, you capitalize the word hazel, which, if it's just a description and not a name, you don't need to capitalize that. I don't know if you did that on purpose or if that was, ex you know, just accidental, but the school bell rang. So immersed was she that she barely heard it. Laura, Laura, let's go, we better not be late. I don't want to be scolded by Miss Julia again. So after you write Miss Julia, you need to have a comma there because it's the name and then the continuation of the sentence. You also did not punctuate that, so there's no period at the end of that. Laura, with a frown on her face, stood up and followed Tina, wishing never to reach the classroom. She hates math. Um, that's all in capitalizations. I don't really think you need capitalizations, and ex especially considering you have two explanation points, and you really only need one to put the emphasis of, you know, her detest towards math. Um, I know we think that more explanation points puts more emphasis, but it's just honestly really tedious looking, um, and it's just a pet peeve of mine. Um, although excellent at seeing beauty and everything are all around her. She was never able to give meaning to all the symbols and equations she was studying before. 
Again, with punctuation, um, although needs to have a comma after it. Although, comma, excellent at seeing beauty in everything around her, period. She was never able to give meaning to all the symbols and equations she was studying before. I don't really understand that whole paragraph in itself, which really is even a paragraph, but you do have dialogue next, so I'm not going to nitpick that too much. Um, but I, I know she's talking about math, but I don't know. It just... I feel like it's just a little too poetic, almost. What good does this? Sim- what good do these symbols bring me? You also did not put a question mark at the end of that. So, luckily, I'm reading this aloud, and I know because you started off with the word "what" that this is most likely going to be a question instead of a statement. But even if it was a statement, you still did not use punctuation. So, what good does? What good? <sighs> Also, it would be do these symbols bring me, not does. What good do these symbols bring me? Because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of struggling saying what good does these symbols bring me. It just because there's an ES and then another ES directly afterwards, it just kind of doesn't roll off the tongue very smoothly, if you know what, if that makes sense. Does these. What good does these? It kind of like is forced. What good does these symbols bring me? she would always say. They finally reached the classroom and sat next to the big window, in parentheses. She can't help but be close to Mother Nature. Um, so I have a really big pet peeve against parentheses. I feel like anything you use parentheses for, you can use a comma for. So if she said, they finally reached the classroom, comma, and sat next to the big window, period. She can't help but be close to Mother Nature. See, that actually doesn't even need a comma, it just doesn't need the parentheses. I digress. Um, I also know that I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but your sentences are very short and they don't even create a paragraph and then you separate them anyway. I don't know. It just kind of looks very odd to me, visually. The sun was shining, forming weird yet mesmerizing forms at her desk. Two little birds were singing on the top of the cherry tree next to the window. Laura was trying hard to focus and forget all about the incentives. I won't look at the window, she whispered desperately. She was always gusty, yet such a call is way much in- yet such a call is way much intriguing to resist. Um I'm having trouble because I feel like you're trying really hard to be very poetic and eloquent, but there's like details missing and your writing is kind of jumpy in the way that in the middle of me trying to read one of your descriptions, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you mean by get such a call is way much, way much intriguing to resist. Like I've said before, simplicity is always best, especially if you're still learning how to, you know, write very poetically. Um, There's nothing wrong with writing poetically if it's done right. But if you're still learning, then stick with your simplicity until you feel 1000% confident that you're going to be able to deliver exactly what you mean in the way that you intend. Because otherwise you're just going to have moments like this where it's just not going to make any sense. 
But I digress. She just surrendered to the spell in front of her. Okay, I'm confused. If it's, I know that this is like really shitty of me to be like so technical on, but you say the window next to her, but now she's surrendering to the spell in front of her. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being overly technical, technical with that. Are they singing? Questioned she. Questioned she. Okay, so because this is labeled a children's story, I'm just going to tell you one thing right now. If you're intending that this is a children's book, no child is going to understand what you are trying to say in this book right now because I, as an adult, am having a difficult time. I'm not saying this to be rude. I am saying this as a fact. Children understand simplicity. They do not understand somebody trying to be poetic. They are children. Also, I can't even tell... Okay, so this is third person. Okay, so you don't have to say things like question she. It would be she questioned. Also, you've already stated previously that the birds were singing. So you having the character be like, are they singing? Yes, they are. The thing about third person is unless like it's the same thing when introducing a new character until the character is introduced to the main character you don't say their name and just like with this because you've already stated the birds are singing that means that the main character has already acknowledged that so them having them question it in dialogue after it's already been stated and they're already saying how like they're falling under the spell of the tranquility of a whole situation it's just very i want to use the word contradicting So, it's just a little unneeded. It's unnecessary. But, I digress. Are they singing? Questioned she, looking at the birds. No, they seem more discussing, dot dot dot. What are they discussing, dot dot dot? Maybe a mysterious treasure, period. Again, you are using incorrect punctuation and also... You are using too many ellipses for my liking. <laughs> a treasure hidden far away in their cloud's castle. Maybe some covotus monster is trying to steal it, dot dot dot. So you have this in quotations, so I am going to assume this is supposed to be inner monologue, but because of the quotations, I'm reading this as this dialogue. Um, if you're doing an air monologue, I highly suggest doing italics and removing the quotations because most people will understand that italics means inner monologue. Quotations mean dialogue. So that's just a little note. Again, you only need one question mark. You do not need more than one. The only time you would use two different punctuations is if it's question mark, explanation point. And that's to put emphasis on something like angry confusion or whatever Laura Laura Miss Julia called focus please again there's no period sorry ma'am Miss Julia carried on explaining so the way that that reads it reads as if Miss Julia is the one that's sorry ma'am also you use two different types of miss one you have M-I-S-S the other one you have M-S period did she called for a long time? Whispered she to Tiana. 
Okay, again, with third person, I don't understand what you're saying she. You can say Laura. You could say, did she... I don't even know what that sentence even means. Did she called for a long time? It should be, did she call you for a long time? But even then, you don't have a question mark. It's written as a statement. And you could have wrote, Laura whispered to Tina. And then you also don't have a period within the word Tina. So grammatically, there's a lot of issues already. Um, and I... I just don't, I truly don't understand what's happening. I understand that she's in school. I understand that she is apparently a very daydreamy person who has a lot of inquisitical questions and whatnot. But at the same time, I have no idea how old this woman, this person is. Um, it's very inconsistent when it comes to Miss and Miss. Um, and even some of your, your sentences, they just don't make any sense. Moving on. Yep, but you were looking outside, daydreaming as always. I'm going to stop pointing out the punctuation issues because they're just going to keep on continuing, and if I keep stopping to critique those specific issues, um, I'm, I'm never going to get through this book. So I'm not saying that to be rude. It's just it really is an issue, and I really want the author to really look at this and be like, wow, you know, there really is a lot of grammatical issues and work on fixing those. Um... Also, one sentence is not a paragraph. Laura frowned at her back for fear of another scolding. Laura and Tina were always best friends. Almost every friendship starts with a fight. What? I mean, I can't even say that's technically wrong because my best friend, my male best friend that I've referenced in my podcast before, I hated him when I first met him. But at the same time, I don't really understand that statement again if this is for a children's book then maybe don't say that every friendship starts with a fight because that's kind of like you know some pretty (laughs) awful advice um but theirs was different sweet ever since the beginning laura would always smile at the memory of tina reaching out to her a shy child sitting out the corner reluctant to interrupt the children playing in front of her Once their hands met, they never grew apart. Tina would always tell boastfully their classmates how they're bound, how, how they're bound. I'm pretty sure you meant bond is different. We're more than friends. We're soulmates. Okay, so we're more than friends. I know I said I wouldn't mention the punctuation, but I can't overlook this one. We're more than friends, comma, we're soulmates. Not, we're more than friends, we're soulmates. That's just very wrong. Also, please, please, people, please separate your dialogue from your paragraphs. Please. I'm begging. However, the only thing she rebuked was Laura's long hours of meditations. Where is all this? Why is this so... She was never able to understand what her friend could see in a blue velvety sky that she couldn't. Your world is so impenetrable, she would say. The thought of her comrade enjoying a world she did not pertain to made her wince. Okay, guys, I really want to know, am I just reading this wrong, or is it really is coming off as confusing as I am interpreting it? Because, you know, my, my job is to critique, so obviously I look for the issues. So I don't know if, like, maybe I'm so searching for issues that I'm not actually grasping the content. But to me, this is just very confusing. The school was over. They both went back to the dorm and took a rest. Okay, so you say dorm, so I'm assuming they're in college? 
maybe, or it's a private school. Still very unclear. Soon the sun was waving goodbye behind the towering spruce trees. Tina remembered the assignment Miss Julia had given them earlier that morning. Should I wake her up? Comma, thought she. Comma. Who is speaking right now? Who's sleeping? Who is sleeping and who the fuck is speaking right now? Okay, you know what? This is a very long, very, very long chapter. And I'm not saying this to be rude, but I cannot get through it. There are so many issues, and I've only been doing this podcast for 16 minutes. And I feel like if I were to continue reading this, um, it's hard because I want to keep reading it because I want to give the fair length that I usually give people. But at the same time, like, this is just a really hard read. It really is. That's not a hard read because of the content. It's a hard read because it's confusing. And, you know, I don't understand. This is not me trying to sound rude, but it's going to come off rude, and I apologize. I don't understand how this person has a 4.6 rating because the grammatical errors are so frequent and so consistent and just really awful. And then you got the confusion aspect of it. I just... This is why I do my podcast. I do it because I'm so tired of seeing people lie in order to get good reviews for themselves. And this is not me saying that this could not be potentially very well written. I'm just saying that it obviously has its issues. And, you know, it just... People need to be honest. You're never going to grow if people lie to you. And so I'm not going to lie to you. This is a very rough, rough, rough story. And it needs to be worked on. As I always tell everyone, if you do end up working on it, and you don't hate me for my review, I will be more than happy to take this book back onto my podcast and give it a fair chance again. But in the state that it's in right now, I personally, I'm not interested in finishing this chapter. You know, the like the moment I got to your second paragraph, I honestly probably on my own, if this wasn't my podcast, I would have stopped reading. And that's not me trying to be rude. That's just a harsh reality. You know, overall, I'd have to give this story a two because I don't give one star reviews because you did have the courage to upload your work for critique. Um, But yeah, I just honestly, I would really like to see you grow as a writer before I review another one of your stories. So, with that all said, I will see you guys in the next one. I'm very sorry that this is very blatantly a really rough review, but I'm not going to sugarcoat things. So, I hope you guys don't hate me. Bye!